Hello everybody, welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having a great day. As always, likes, comments, and subscribes are appreciated. A very big thank you to everyone who helps out the algorithm every single day. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. For those of you not looking at the screen, it says Bitcoin fluctuates. Ethereum moves lower, Filecoin dives, and Chiz, I, I don't, CHZ, I, I think that's Chili's rallies, yes. At the moment, prices are down, and I'm going to give you a couple of seconds to see if you can ascertain as to why cryptocurrency prices might be down. I'm pretty sure someone out there said it. It says technical analysis, Ethereum breaks down, it, that's very dramatic. Why ETH could revisit $1,500. It says Ethereum price analysis. Ethereum reaches key support. There was a lot of like Ethereum price news. And I don't, I, well, yeah. I was going to say I don't know why they were focusing just on Ethereum. But Ethereum has kind of been like the poster child for the very recent rally that we've seen because of the update news. To those of you who got it out there, golf clap for you. It says stock futures slip. After first trading day in August. Yes, that's right. Once again, the correlation continues. There was so many people yesterday on Twitter uh, who I think just live on Twitter and in their phone who were talking about, oh boy, crypto's dropping. I wonder what's happening. Could it be that people aren't excited about the merge? And other people were like, no, Bitcoin's dropping because no one cares about Bitcoin. It's altcoin season. And then somebody else was like, well, Cardano's dropping. Why is Cardano dropping? Oh, it's because of the... No, I, once again, bringing it all back, it has to do always, at least for the last year and a half, until forever, question mark. Uh, we were talking yesterday about stock earnings. A lot of companies, it is now earning season. And they are coming out and saying, hey, here's how much money we made or didn't make. And a lot of companies, uh, I mean, surprisingly, uh, haven't been making as much money as they thought they would, uh, simply because people are not spending as much. Why are people not spending as much? Because prices have gone up. Things are very expensive. People can't pay their rent. It costs a lot to buy gasoline. You get the entire picture. I've been talking to a number of friends who are in the States, and they told me that their energy bills have completely skyrocketed. They they thought it was maybe maybe the AC's on for too long. Maybe I have so-and-so. Nope, some of their energy bills have nearly tripled, and they're like, wow, this is a gigantic problem, and this cannot go on. As one would likely assume, as people realize that they need a roof over their head before anything else, people haven't been shopping as much. Over the last like five or six months. So a lot of companies have had their earning reports. Some of them have been doing pretty well. A lot of techie things have, you know, things that are online have been doing pretty okay. But most of them have not. And as a result, stocks went down yesterday. And stock futures have also slipped as well. And as you can only assume, when they all slipped, the cryptocurrency market also slipped as well. It's not because Bitcoin's slow. It's not because of the Ethereum merge. It has to do with stocks and the wider macro view that the world's economy is collapsing around us. But as long as we get no intentionally hyper negative news within the stock market, that begins to rally, as do we. 
And the other markets that are already um, open around the world in Asia are also in red as as well, because that's just kind of what you can really assume. It says stocks dip at start of August as earnings and economic reports leave investors a little cautious. Yes, for some reason, I don't know why people forget that things are happening on the planet. Um, things are probably not as great as we once assumed. And we've known that for a while. And inflation is still here. And a lot of there's been so many, um, what do you call it, companies as of late uh, who've been investigated or looked into as to their uh, current pricing of items. <clears throat> and it's abundantly clear that around 90% of companies are raising their prices more than they have to. They're using the excuse of, Oh, supply chains. Oh, we do not have the item that we need, so we have to raise prices. There's also shrinkflation that's occurring. But part of the issue is is that um, if inflation is nine percent, and these companies are not having ex- you know crazy issues getting the items that they need, instead of actually raising the price of items by nine, fifteen, maybe even twenty percent to make sure that they're actually covering any kind of losses that there would be. They're doubling prices or tripling prices. Uh, there's been so many YouTube videos of people going around their supermarkets and being like, this was $1.25 in January, and now it's $4.89. It doesn't make any sense. So anyway, yes, it says investors fear stock market rally will be short-lived. But I mean, that's always kind of the idea. It's always this kind of... Uh, Whenever things do too well, there's always a negative Nancy somewhere who comes out and says that things may be bad. Um, I think just wait until they actually are bad. We've had indications for a while that things in the world markets aren't really good. So until we get news that they are explicitly good, amazing, wonderful, then you know. But as it is right now, I still maybe ridiculously am expecting prices to continue to rise because we've had earnings last month as well. And when those came out, companies also weren't doing as well. Prices began to drop. And then four days later, when people forgot about the earnings reports, prices ended up going back up. So yeah, on top of that to just uh, round that out, it says Ethereum could unexpectedly rise to near $5,000. This is being said by a number of analysts. Uh, a lot of the cryptocurrency space is still quite optimistic. We're looking forward to see exactly what's going to happen as we get closer to the merge or actually have the merge. Vitalik Buterin uh, has been in the news the last couple of days as well, discussing that he thinks that the price for the merge has not yet been priced in. Interestingly enough, because you never usually hear anything about price from him or any of the other major figureheads explicitly. He says he expects prices to continue to rise. This is him. And he says once the merge has actually happened and people realize how many transactions per second, how high the burn is, uh, the scarcity of the coin, that's when we'll see the real price movement. So yeah, at the moment, uh, that's just about the gist of all the price news. I assume you didn't want an article talking about why Cardano was down 2 or 3% and how terrifying or wonderful or amazing or whatever the other words people are using about it was. The market's down. All markets are down. Uh, give it till I give it two or three days as we get to the end of earnings, if you will. Um, yeah, that's the price news. And yeah, let's move on. 
In one of the most popular news stories of the day, and I'm going to tell you why you should hold your horses, stop your brakes, put your car in reverse. It says, as Ethereum takes its final steps towards the merge, the network's much-hyped move to proof-of-stake, an influential crypto miner is looking to create a movement to resist that transition. Chandler Guo, a well-known Chinese cryptocurrency miner, has launched a campaign to fork the Ethereum blockchain and create a spin-off, a proof-of-work version, according to a Twitter post last week. In Ethereum's current proof-of-work model, so-called miners can generate ETH by directing huge amounts of computing power at difficult-to-solve puzzles. Here's the tweet forward right here. The merge will end that practice, replacing it with a proof-of-stake system in which new ETH is created by pledging or staking large quantities of pre-existing ETH. Proof-of-stake is anticipated to make Ethereum a 99.99% more environmentally friendly network. But the transition also will end the practice of Ethereum mining, leaving Ether miners stranded with costly and now potentially useless specialized hardware. For that reason, Guo is attempting to come the merge fork Ethereum preserving its old proof-of-work network so people who are mining Ether can continue to generate cryptocurrency with existing equipment. So there's a lot of things and I'm trying I'm going to try and say this as nice as TMI can possibly say it. This was proposed a couple of days ago and people kind of lost their minds on the internet. However, it appears that um, it has been finalized, I'm air quoting here, uh, and that it's actually going to happen. Historically, the cryptocurrency space has seen many of these forks. Uh, The idea always being that, oh no, A is doing something I don't want. Me, letter B, is going to create a new C from the A And therefore, preserve the integrity of the network. I'm doing this because not for money, friends. No, 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 never not that. I am doing this because I believe in the original network. We've heard this thousands and thousands and thousands of times. The most popular one, at least for Ethereum, was Ethereum Classic, which is actually the original Ethereum. That's why it's called Ethereum Classic. There was a hack many, many years ago in a, in a uh, decentralized autonomous organization or a DAO, where basically the DAO was hacked. It was decided that so much money had been lost. The Ethereum community, I don't know who did it. I really, whatever. My, my arms are literally in the air. I don't care. Decided that they should hard fork it to get all that money back for the people who lost all that money. For some reason, there was a discrepancy somewhere around there. People were like, no, don't do that. You shouldn't hard fork it. Those people lost all that money. Let them not have their money. And people were like, okay, well, we'll fork this way. And we'll make the Ethereum chain continue around the corner so that these people can get their money back. But Ethereum Classic remained in the background as another... Imagine imagine a gigantic tree. This is the easiest way to remember it. Like, Imagine a gigantic tree... And you take a gigantic axe and cut it right down the middle. You expect one side more or less to get the nutrients and continue growing, if you will. However, both chains ended up continuing, and this is why we still have Ethereum Classic. This is, I think, maybe, 
a gigantic maybe in the sky, one of the actual few instances where someone actually did care about other people. And they were like, no, let me continue the chain. And then the other one was simply created as a cash grab. My opinion, but I've been here for a very long time. I've seen all the nonsense happen. Uh, The really big tragedy was when people realized that they could fork Bitcoin. There were a lot of discussions behind the scenes of having upgrades to the Bitcoin network and what exactly they should be. However, there were people behind the scenes who began to allegedly announce that they themselves, not joking, were Satoshi Nakamoto. They knew Satoshi Nakamoto or they had word from Satoshi Nakamoto, once again, not joking. And they were told that the Bitcoin upgrade of SegWit should not be happening and therefore they should fork the Bitcoin chain to be able to have the original Bitcoin there. And this is how we got Bitcoin Cash and thousands of other coins that also ended up uh, coming from it. For those of you who were here in 2017, you might remember this goodie, Bitcoin Gold. Yes, this was an actual fork that people were using and people were buying and people were talking about was the actual real Bitcoin. Because once again, people figured out that All you had to do was stand on a podium and say, I knew Satoshi Monokoto, and he told me that I should be making another Bitcoin. Don't forget about this one. I know, and I know a lot of you did. It says the birth of a new Bitcoin hard fork, Bitcoin Diamond, launched with extensive research and development. It didn't. It was another cash grab, as they all are cash grabs. Remember when I told you before, this was no more than a couple of weeks ago. I said, part of the problem with the cryptocurrency space is that people are in it just for the greed. We now have a system that is perfectly capable if we all work together to actually usurp the old system. There's nothing really stopping us. It's just a matter of a lot of people who are in these projects, they end up saying, oh no, I believe that I could do it better because Satoshi Kochoto told me to do so and they create a new chain and it ends up breaking the actual cryptocurrency space because part of the problem that we have as a community is that tons of new people are always entering around the exact same time and they never really know where to go. This is something that got created in 2017 when a number of people on Twitter and other places around the internet began to lie to a lot of other people And told them that, I'm not joking, this is also something, that the only way to get Bitcoin was by buying an entire Bitcoin. And then the news came out that you could buy fragments of Bitcoin, but other people told them that's not attractive enough. You should be buying this other coin that you can buy thousands of at one time as opposed to buying a fragment of Bitcoin. And I told people back then, because I can never explicitly tell you what to do with your money to watch out for people who are doing these kinds of things. Just because you can buy 800 million of one coin does not mean that it's better than you buying 10 million Satoshis. The idea being a lot of new people who get into the market, all they hear about on the news is money. Money went up. Bitcoin millionaire, new Bitcoin billionaire. Did you buy Ethereum? Money. They made more money. Are you making money? They jump into the market and look for the new Bitcoin and the new Ethereum, not realizing exactly how much they've and how long they've solidified their places in the network. And they try to find new coins. And then because of crypto vanity, they try to buy as much of a new coin as possible, some other really random crap coin that has released. They throw all their money into it. The market ends up going up. They believe as they believed in 2017 that a lot of people thought that if they bought any coin, it would go up to Bitcoin's price. Not a joke. The idea, there were many articles asking different uh, new people in the market why they invested in X, 
Why did you put your money into said coin? They said, well, because I'm, try- I'm trying to become a billionaire, bro. Not understanding actual economics and that the market wasn't going to go to $75 trillion in 2017. A lot of people were buying up these coins, th- literally throwing in $100 into the market. Because you might remember back then, we were having a lot of articles. If you bought $100 worth of Bitcoin in 2010, that's now worth $2.5 million. So these people assumed... I just need $100 to be thrown into any coin, and therefore, by the end of the year, this coin will also be going from $0.01 cent to $20,000. It damages the market, and the people who are forking these coins don't care. They don't care about you. They don't care about the market. They care about how much money they can make in an instance by simply just creating a fork of the actual coin, and the problem is, is that you get tons of people who will rush to it. So part of the issue with this fork is that... If this fork does actually end up happening and we get actual indications that everyone who's holding Ether will receive an equal amount of Ether POW, whatever they're going to be calling the chain, this will not only cause a massive price rise in Ether, but it's also going to cause a massive price drop. Because if you've been here for two or three years and you've experienced any kind of airdrop, remember the, the Flare Network XRP airdrop? The more XRP you held, the more flair you would get. People went crazy buying tons of XRP. Where's flair? I don't remember. The moment the hard fork happened, people sell off because they know that they have already acquired the brand new coin and it's detrimental to the entire market. Why? Because Ethereum is tied to every other coin. If Ethereum pumps, everything else pumps. If Ethereum falls by 25 or 30% because people were just buying to get this brand new hard fork because they wanted an airdrop of free money, every other coin also drops dramatically as well. This was the worst of the worst that we actually had in the market. It was a coin called Bitcoin Cash Satoshi's Vision. Uh, This was created by someone who claimed that uh, he was actually Satoshi Nakamoto. Not that he had whispered in his ear or someone had told him so. He claimed for a long time that he was actually Satoshi and therefore needed to make another coin in his vision. Why you would name it after yourself? That's like, I'm going to make a coin called Bitcoin TMI's vision. It doesn't make any sense. You simply just call it Bitcoin or something relatively close to it. This one was called Bitcoin Cash Satoshi's vision. And this was a major problem in the cryptocurrency space. I I believe this was 2018 or 2019 because we had a flood of new people getting into the market. Uh, Problem number one was uh, Bitcoin Cash had the problem that, don't forget about this, I told you this years ago, don't forget, on their website, on the Bitcoin Cash website, if you previously haven't been there in years, scroll to the very bottom, you were actually able to buy Bitcoin. Part of the problem is, People from Bitcoin Cash believed that Bitcoin Cash was Bitcoin. So when you went to go buy it on the bottom, it was simply titled Bitcoin. But it was Bitcoin Cash. They also enabled you to buy Bitcoin, the number one coin. Is it confusing? Yes, it should be. And this is this I'm I'm telling you exactly why. For those who are looking to buy Bitcoin, the number one coin, I believe they called it Bitcoin Classic. So you as a person getting into the cryptocurrency space trying to figure out what coin to buy and everyone screaming behind you, buy Bitcoin, what do you buy on their website? You buy the one that says Bitcoin. 
but it is Bitcoin Cash. This was done allegedly to confuse people, to let people know what the real Bitcoin was, and tons of people were buying Bitcoin Cash, trying to transfer it to a Bitcoin number one coin wallet, and guess what? It didn't go there because it wasn't freaking Bitcoin. Until people called them out on it, then they finally changed it. The other issue being is that Bitcoin Cash, Satoshi's vision, is a hard fork of, I believe, Bitcoin Cash. And can you guess what happened? Tons of people were trying to get into the cryptocurrency space, seeing indications that the cryptocurrency market might be moving back up. I will never forget this time period. I will never, ever, 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 ever forget this time period. We were going through this really weird triangular, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not pennant, you know, that go up, go down very rapidly until you get to like a very fine point. We were roughly around here when everyone was like, it looks like the market has actually begun to recover. It looks like we might actually start moving back up because we had all the indications. This was around the time when Coinbase, Binance had become really popular and everything was being targeted at institutional investors, the richest of the rich who were throwing tons of money into the market from the background. This is when we first started learning about over-the-counter trades within the cryptocurrency space. The cryptocurrency prices were fluctuating like crazy, but... We knew that institutions were buying billions of dollars because we were getting news reports from Coinbase, from Binance, from Gemini, from all these other places that they're building in the background, but they're also buying up huge amounts of coins. I'm going to give you, here's a little quiz. Can you guess the exact moment on this chart when Bitcoin Cash Satoshi's vision came about? It doesn't take more than a second. Oh, you figured it out already. Yeah, that's it. It's right here. You know why this happened? Because a lot of people in the cryptocurrency space began to believe that the person who was saying that he was Satoshi was actually Satoshi. Right, it seems a little, yeah, see, I, I know, the cryptocurrency space is very, very weird. So part of the problem was a lot of new institutions were just getting into the cryptocurrency space. And imagine their annoyance when they're trying to look for Bitcoin and they find several different types of Bitcoin at the exact same time. The day this was released, Bitcoin Cash Satoshi's vision, the market completely collapsed. We were literally at the end of the moment when we were going to move up as a market. This caused so much disruption in the market because a lot of institutions were like, we didn't know which coin to buy. We began to sell because there's too much confusion. Do you remember years ago when I told you that the cryptocurrency market, I said all of this, the cryptocurrency market needs to solidify its places. We need to have a solid top 10, at least a solid top 20, so that we can actually gauge and see what's going on. Part of the problem was back then, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and Bitcoin Cash Satoshi's vision, I believe were all in the top 20. Bitcoin Diamond and Bitcoin Gold, and I think there was also a Bitcoin Black, I think that was also one of them, we're all in the top 50. All it is is a cash grab, and that's all it ever will be. If these people really wanted to build on these systems to make them the original goal of Satoshi, to make them the original purpose of this, to make these coins even better than before, you would create a side chain. A hard fork is a way to create billions of dollars instantly to try and destroy a project that ruins the lives of hundreds of millions of other people. How many people lost tons of money when this happened? 
It was all over the news. Bitcoin has collapsed. Why did Bitcoin collapse? Because someone said that there's Satoshi Nakamoto and that is the true Bitcoin. Do you remember for months with me telling you, hey guys, pay attention, that's probably not the real Bitcoin because they just did it as a cash grab. I lost tons of subscribers back then. Tons of people believing that I was being rude to Bitcoin Cash, which I told you was garbage from the instance, and Bitcoin Cash Satoshi's vision, which tons of people believed was the actual real Bitcoin, and that guy was the real Satoshi. This is a list of all the um, hard forks since Bitcoin Cash, for those of you not looking at the screen. Uh, there's Bitcoin Candy, Bitcoin Gold, Bitcore, Bitcoin Diamond, Bitcoin Platinum. I forgot about Bitcoin Platinum. Bitcoin Hot, United Bitcoin, Bitcoin X, Super Bitcoin, Oil Bitcoin, Bitcoin Pay, Bitcoin World, Lightning Bitcoin, Strike Bitcoin, Bitcoin Faith, Bitcoin God, Bitcoin File, Bitcoin Cash Plus. You get the idea because the list keeps on going. So, uh, this is one of the most popular news stories of the day because a lot of people are frothing at the mouth at the idea of having another coin that also has the word Ethereum on it and they could potentially make money from it and this can have so-and-so. This is being done simply because he doesn't want to lose his machines. And also, I, I promise you, if this actually happens, the mantra of this is the true Ethereum is going to begin to pop up as well. You're gonna, I, I, so just be cautious as always um, because it's probably going to be garbage. I don't know. I can't sugarcoat that any other way. Um, the worst scenario would be, the worst is if we get into September and we have news that this is going to happen, but three other ones are going to happen as well because that, that, that's also ha that also happened many other times before with Bitcoin. If we got to a certain date that a prominent mining fork was supposed to happen, uh, two other companies always popped up and said, no, we got news from Vitalik Buterin's left shoe that this is the real Ethereum and we should do it. So prices would pump extensively, as they always do, under the, the, the idea of... Well, you know, we'll have another Ether and I'll be able to make extra coins from this fork, but prices will drop almost immediately after. So, yeah, I, you know, sure. That's uh, Ethereum hard fork news. Stupid, right? And it happens over and over and over and over. History constantly repeats itself and no one seems to care. Imagine, imagine stubbing your toe on your bed. 500 times and you still don't learn how to move the bed or just walk differently. That's the Ethereum hard fork news. Let's move on. Also in very popular news today, US-based institutional Coinbase Prime Prime customers now have Ethereum staking op options on the platform with assets safe in the company's cold storage vault. A blog post published today by the firm said, they said clients can create a wallet, decide how much to stake, and initiate staking from the ETH asset page on their Coinbase Prime account. And I'm giving you the differentiation for a number of reasons. Staking enables investors to commit their cryptocurrencies to a pool of assets and receive a return on their investment 
Supporting the liquidity and operation of a blockchain ecosystem, investors can make up to 20% in yearly income not on this platform. Anything telling you that you can make 20% plus in yearly income is either a scam or is going to collapse. Have you seen all the other protocols that collapsed just this year? They were all offering 18% plus. That is not a normal number. It is not sustainable. Watch out when putting your money into projects like that. Oh, thank you for writing it. Investors lost billions of dollars earlier this year. Yeah, see, thank you. Because it's not, it's not sustainable. Uh, the news is, boys and girls, uh, Coinbase has activated, initiated uh, for institutional investors, the very creme de la creme of people, the richest of the rich, uh, to be able to begin staking their Ethereum. This is already happening on many other platforms. You will not be able to receive any money or take your money out of it until the actual Ethereum hard fork has happened. This is being used as like a negative for a lot of people within the space. This was told to us a year and a half ago when many other platforms announced you can stake your Ether on here in the staking 2.0 contract. However, you will not receive rewards until we actually have the upgrade. And people are like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't understand how you can't. Well, yeah, we, 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 we do not have Ethereum 2.0 yet. So why would you be able to get Ethereum 2.0 rewards? That's like you planting a seed for a lemon tree and being like, where are my lemons? Well, well, the tree's not there yet. We know it's coming. As long as it keeps raining, we know you're going to get that lemon tree. But there's no lemons. So you can't make lemonade. The other point is, uh, the differentiation between the prime is mainly because historically, Coinbase has always catered to the wealthy first. So in in literal trickle-down economics uh, to us regulars, uh, Coinbase always has a system where the wealthiest people get access to something, and then they go to the pro version of their website, which then allows normal kind of people who have a lot of money within the platform and who are KYC'd to heaven and back to be able to use it. And then after that... It goes to their normal Coinbase platform, which I assume they're going to announce sometime in September. But they roll out the red carpet for the richest of the rich to let them know, hey, you got money or something. I don't know, whatever. The point is also, um, if I'm not mistaken, I saw this number floating around somewhere. I think Ethereum uh, Coinbase is uh, only a, a giving a 5% staking reward. And I say only because the numbers that I have seen we're between 7 to 10% for Ethereum staking. But this is classic Coinbase. Remember I told you before, this was a year and some change ago. Uh, Coinbase had some other product on their website. And they were charging a 25% fee. While Binance was charging a 0% fee. And I was like, I don't understand why anyone would be using that platform. Like, I explicitly do not get it. But alas, it is what it is, especially since we had indications for those of you who missed that a couple of weeks ago uh, from one of the Ethereum developers. He said that he believes this is not certain. He said he believes that when the actual upgrade happens, that the staking rewards might even double. So if we get news, hear me out here. If we get news that the minimum for Ethereum staking by staking yourself is 10%, 10 to 14%, the 5% will look like an absolute joke, and I assume nobody will be actually using their platform. But 
this is major news, i.e. this is kind of the next step forward, if you will, for the uh, upgrade. I would assume that, logically, they're initiating this or activating this because they probably had discussions with people from Ethereum to say, hey, is it safe now to allow our institutional clients to be able to do this now so that in a month's time, we can begin to give them some type of a, a payout from the money that they're already putting into it. Uh, very popular news. A lot of people were going crazy over this. Sure, why not? They were eventually going to have it, I'm telling you. If it's 10% doing it by yourself, no one's... I, would, I wouldn't even dare get 5% when I could get 10 to 14%. I would cry myself to sleep if I even thought about doing that. That's the Coinbase Institutional Money Ethereum 2.0 Merge News. Yeah. Let's move on. Also, in very popular news, and I will tell you exactly why. On Sunday, the 31st of Yuli, Tiffany & Co. announced its NFT collaboration, which they are calling NFTIF, which will be made available only to owners of CryptoPunks. CryptoPunks were attached to diamond chains by the premier jewelry company Tiffany & Co., Holders of the exceptional collection can purchase 250 personalized diamond-encrusted pendant necklaces from the corporation for 30 Ether, or around 50,000 US dollars. Gonna back it up a little tiny bit. Does everybody know what Tiffany & Co. is? I'm gonna assume that many people do not, and I will tell you exactly why. Part two is, um, so they're making their own NFT collaboration collection. I believe... You will get an NFT with it, but it's only 250 actually available. A number of people within the Board Ape Yacht Club, NFT, Crypto Punks, whatever, so-and-so space were a little annoyed because a lot of these people are sometimes used to uh, being airdropped uh, things for free. And a lot of people were complaining on Twitter How dare they charge 30 ETH for something that's currently selling for like 70 ETH and they thought that they should be getting it for free. The 250 was also uh, maddening for them because they believed it should be 10,000, the same exact uh, number as the actual collection. Part three, a number of people were like, I don't understand why they're 50,000. It's totally a cash grab. Yes, it is because Tiffany is a, is, a, is a luxury jewelry company. And they were like, they should market these at $100 and let the prices rise organically. And I mentioned before how many of you actually know what Tiffany's is uh, because a large portion of the cryptocurrency space is just men. And I don't assume that a lot of men would have Googled Tiffany & Co. or would have purchased from Tiffany & Co. Tiffany & Co., for those of you who don't know, is the kind of place uh, when you walk by it with your uh, girlfriend or your mother, especially around Christmas, they go, oh, I would love something from there. And you go, you know, that might not be a bad idea. And then you look at the prices of how expensive things are at Tiffany and you go, you pat them on the back and go, well, good luck next year. I really, you know, I hope you find someone who's able to buy that thing for you. Uh, for those of you who also do not know, I believe this is it right here. 
Uh, this is a $124,000 diamond necklace. This is the kind of stuff that Tiffany sells. It makes a lot of sense they they would be selling something for $50,000 because they deal in, in diamonds. So, you know, diamonds are artificially uh, propped up in price because of uh, companies holding back all their diamonds. And therefore, this is why we have higher diamond prices. Look that up as well. It's so fascinating why diamonds are actually so expensive. It's because we mine tons of diamonds all the time and we know exactly where they are. However, if you keep the supplies super low... You can charge high prices for them. So yeah, Tiffany charges already super high prices. Like they have, you know, $45,000 bracelets. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of how it goes. Uh, but this was popular news because it's another next iteration of NFT acceptance and uh, uh, exclusivity and rich people and tons of people are going to be buying these and they'll be showing them off and then the prices will go up and all these other things are also going to happen. But a lot of people were, were a little upset. They didn't understand why they were so expensive. And it's not even me like vouching for them. It's more of a, you know, a lot of people didn't know what Tiffany was. Um, There were so many other things. What was it? A couple of, about a year ago? I think so. When, When Sotheby's and Christie's first got into the cryptocurrency space and they were selling NFTs for like, you know, 800,000, 1.2 million. And people were like, who are these people? Selling, selling these things. Why, why did they have the authorities? Because they're like 150-year-old auction houses who only sell luxury goods. So, you know, reading is fundamental and all that. So, yeah, Tiffany is releasing their own um, CryptoPunk NFTF um, pendants. They're going to be expensive. They're not for everyone because that's the point of it. You know, exclusivity. And all that. And a lot of people are a little upset because they didn't realize how expensive that Tiffany was before news. This was this was one of the most popular news stories of the day, by the way. Like, I mean, people going completely mad and insane that this is happening. And mad by the, the English American <laughs> definition of... Uh, anyway, that's the Tiffany news. Moving along. As always, a gigantic thank you to all of my Patreon supporters. GBU Wally, Manny Cryptos, Crypto Gambino, Bobo Mode, How's Life Austin, Auspicious Agile and Blockchain, Jamie Saad, Blockchain Simplified, and let's move on. Empire Queen, Roman Geba, Bitcoin Ben, Arachno Dave, Tony Ambroski, The Dealer's Den, Captain Something in the Z-Way, Lay, Mo Barazzi, VB Nerd 21, Miguel Grolet, Lauren DeSilva, Quoted Biddy, Troy Allgood, Space Case, Need a Miracle, Paternoster, Navarro Williams, Utopia 569, Moonman High, XRP, Martin Stoyer, Nostromo, John Sarson, The Animal Reader, Bibliophobia, Todd Mullis, Adam Grasick, Wise Night Owl, 242 to the World, Bankroll Network, Crypto Artist, Cold E3D, Setsuna, Richie Rich the Third, Paxis, Nick Mangialavori, Jim Gardner, Jeremy Fox, Minting Coins, Yester Crypto, Bodie McBoatface, Anytime Fitness, Bodie McBoatface, Jeez Louise, Anytime Fitness, Monks Corner Staff, Bake Me a Cake, Tigger Ramacho Nisa, On Crypto with Lionel, and Creole and Michelle URL. Thank you all very, very much for your continued support. Thank you to all the likers, for all the commenters, for all the subscribers. Well, for all the still listeners, thank you. At the moment, Bitcoin is down by 2.5% in the last 24 hours. It is still up by 8.4%. 
In the last week, Ethereum is down by 6.2% in the last 24 hours, still up by 12% in the last week as well. Don't forget, we were just at an $800 Ether. This number is still fine. It still looks pretty nice uh, as opposed to us being at a $500 Ether. Binance Coin is up by 14% in the last week. XRP is up by 11% in the last week. Anything really crazy kind of movements? A lot of the coins are just down by 3 to 4%. Polkadot's down by 11 in the last 24 hours, but it's still up by 17% if you round up in the last 7 days. Polygon is down by 6, still up by 14 in the last week. Uniswap is up by 19% in the last week. Ethereum Classic is down by 9%. And it's still up by 43% in the last seven days. See, the numbers are not really that bad. Kronos is up by 4% in the last day, 21% in the last week. Monero is up by 2%, 11%, 12% in the last week as well. Filecoin, I mean, Filecoin was also skyrocketing for no apparent reason. I couldn't find any actual Filecoin news ever. Filecoin is down by 20% in the last day, is still up by 54 five percent in the last week as well vchain thor is up by 17 in the last week flow is up by 17 in the last week internet computers up by 22 in the last week hedera is up by 15 in the last week theta is up by 22 in the last week quant is up by 18 in the last week anything else crazy nope nope yeah so we'll see how the rest of the day goes i believe we have more earnings today and tomorrow and the day after so we will be all earned out and we will know exactly how good or how bad these companies have been doing. Uh, no interest rate hike news anywhere in the in the in the view, at least not this month. So, you know, we'll see. I do hope that you've all enjoyed. Wait, hope you there we go. All I was like, what's the next one? All are having a great day. Great morning. Great afternoon, great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be, I do hope that it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you all once again for watching, listening, liking, commenting, and or supporting, and I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you!